Hey beautiful, you are listening to the Girl I Needed podcast and here we bring you the raw truth about what it's like to be a single Christian girl trying to do life God's way. My name is Dejanelle and here we get real, we get vulnerable, we speak and seek truth with the word of God as our source. I am so glad you are here. Let's get into this. Hello, my sweet friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to the Girl I Needed podcast and I am your host, Deshanel. If it is your first time here, welcome. I am so happy that you're here. I hope you're blessed by this message and I hope you return back for more. Um, And I hope you just be inspired to just, I mean, this has nothing to do with the topic, but just be inspired to dream, inspired to chase your dreams, inspired to do the things that you know you are called to do. Um, Each of us have a purpose on this earth. I can't tell you what your purpose is. Only you can um, go and find that for yourself by seeking the face of God. But I hope once you do, I hope you have the courage, the boldness, um, the motivation, the determination, the ambition to go out there and be set apart for Christ, but achieve, um, be set apart for Christ, achieving that purpose or achieving the mission that God has given you. With that being said, um, a part of my journey, uh, something that I'm working on is this podcast. And we are here today to talk about what I told y'all I'd be working through. Don't know how long this will go on for because there are a lot of names for the Lord. A lot. So we could go on all day, but I'm really feeling that there's going to be that five that stood out. I don't know the five. I cannot tell you that, but I feel like there will be five that's going to stand out to me. But this is week two of it. And right now we are talking about Jehovah Jireh. And this one is very special. Very, very, very special. All of them are special, but this one I think was the first name of God I knew. Personally, um, there are, like I said, there are many. Last week we still sp- we spoke about the God who sees El Roy, um, but this week we we're talking about Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And a lot of us know this name. I think this is the most popular one people talk about because I feel like everyone wants to be provided for Loki. No one wants to have wants or needs or desires and not and and not have the ticket. So I think this is the one that stands us to us all because the most thing, the most prevalent thing that we tend to worry about are, are the our needs not being met. Or if we're going through something, we're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? We want to know that God is God has us. God has us. God is, will provide for us. So I think that's the why this stands out about, uh, uh, so much. It's because this is the first thing we can go to, or this is the first, a lot of times, the first thing we would need to go to or want to hear from the past to saying, because we're like, oh my gosh, yes, I do have so many needs, so many dives, so many wants, and I want to know that God has my back. But that being said, today we're diving into Genesis verse 22. Um, not last week I read it, but this week I won't read it. I would just focus on the scriptures that hit home, but I'm going to give you my little, I call it my little ghetto summary, but I, oh, let me, I gotta stop calling it that. But the summary of the story is basically... I feel like this is a popular one, so I think we all would know this. But what happened is God instructed Abraham to kill his son. So take him up to the mountain, offer him as a sacrifice to the Lord. And I, 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 whoa. And with that being said, Abraham then had to be, he was obedient. He took his son up to the mountain. No, he took the wood, he took the fire, but no lamb. And he was like, yo, I'm gone. And he took him up there and he told his, um, his um, servants like wait at the bottom of the hill. He took him up there. And luckily, uh, not luckily, the Lord provided in a way that um, he provided a ram in the bushes. And in that moment, that is when Abraham then um, praised the Lord by naming that place surrounding them, Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord provides. 
Alrighty. But let's let's just let's go point number one. In all of this, in the craziness of life, in the, the things that we are, are asked to do with the things we, in moments of life, let's start there, when we are going through it or when we think there's no way out or when we are instructed to do something that seems out of our bandwidth, it seems that we cannot really do this. We don't have it to, we don't, like God, I really don't have it in me. I want us to learn from the example of Abraham and number one, understand that Abraham knew the character of God. Okay, Abraham didn't just say, man, I don't know what's going to happen. He understood who God was. And I think in those low moments, the reasons, and I always tell you this, in the good moments, the reason we really have to dive in and seek the face of God and not wait and not wait for those low moments is because in those seeking the face of God, we are able, we understand who he is. We get to know him as a friend. We get to, we get to really worship him in spirit and in truth and just understand his character. So when we hit that low moments, when we're in the pits of it all, we understand, we say, you know what? God restores, God renews, God provides. I know who he is. So I know he has not, I know he has not left me for his word declares that God will never leave me nor forsake me. So why would I believe in this moment that I'm down here? Why do I believe in this moment? Because it seems bleak down here that I'm alone. I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not forgotten. But the reason I know that is because I prepared for that by um, reaching out and pursuing who he is and asking him who he is and was talking to him about the good moments and sharing in those moments and laughing with him. I understood just like Abraham knew the character of God. I understood the character of God. So I think we have to start there. Okay. In verse 22, verse eight, we see how Abraham spoke in faith. Okay. Because it says, Abraham answered his son, asked him like, God, we have the, no, sorry. His son asked him like, okay, we have the fire. We have, we have everything we need, but I don't see no, I don't see like the sacrifice itself. And Abraham answered him, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. You have to speak life into your situation, okay? You have to stand firm on what you believe God is about to do for you. You have to know that he has promised you something. And just because he asks you to do something that doesn't seem in alignment to that, you have to understand his character and speak life into the situation itself and breathe. You have power in your words and you have to speak that out and really live in that moment, really live a life called to faith, really show people how faith looks, okay? And they might be like, she sounds crazy, she looks crazy, but you're showing them something because you understand that the things that this world, the things we are fighting against is not against flesh and blood but against principalities it's about something totally different that the world cannot seem so sometimes when we are asked to do certain things we have to say you know what um this does sound a little crazy and you will not understand it but i understand what i have to do and i speak fresh life over the situation a lot of times people might be like man you are too positive like don't you see what's going on don't you hear that it's ending don't you hear that it's like you're going bankrupt i don't know what it is but you have to say I speak life into the situation. I knew it was promised to me, so I'm not batting an eye. And yes, you can grieve the situation. I'm not saying you cannot be sad. I, me, Deshanel, I believe that we are given emotions and we have the ability to show them. I just believe we can't sit in that, that we have to rise up, okay? So you can fall, but at the same time, you have to rise up and understand that you are given the purpose. You are called to do greater and you are challenged to rise above that and speak life into that. And you see, like how Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb offerings for my son. God, he knew, the reason I, he spoke that 
was because I think he, like he said, he knew the character of God, but also he knew that God had promised him that he was going to be the father of many nations. So he was like, it can't end here. It can't. So I just have to be obedient because I knew what I was promised. I just have to follow through because I know what I was promised. I'm just going to walk this course out and wait for further instructions because sometimes we just have to be in alignment with God's will. Okay. Like obviously, um, he did not kill his son that we know that God provided the lamb, but at the same time, Abraham followed instructions. Okay. And then he waited for the next instructions. A lot of times what we want to do is say, God, give that instruction. That don't make no sense because God told me I would be this and that don't make no sense. God, that is ending it. You told me I would do this. So no, what did I tell you to do? Do that. And then wait for further instructions and do I listen to a sermon all the time where he says, do what the father told you last. And that's all we have to do. Okay. It is not your job to go to your way to try and find instructions or make up instructions. Just do what you were instructed to do last until you get the next, until you get the next, um, um, instructions to move on or instructions to turn course, instructions to switch. Sometimes you just have to prepare. Sometimes it's just a hard posture. Sometimes it's for inspiration. I told my small group the other day, um, yesterday, uh, sorry, on Saturday, I had to clean my closet out. So I cleaned my closet out, man. I had so much junk in there, y'all. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing, but the closet is cleaned. But anyway, so I felt the need to go this far journey because I wanted to get rid of some stuff. So I was like, okay, there's one right there, but there's one further away. And I felt the need to keep going to this one further away. And I was like, this ain't making absolutely no sense. I was like, this literally don't make sense because one is literally, guys, I kid you not, I think it's, it has to be five minutes for me, no traffic. And I was like, this other one maybe was 15, 20 minutes away. And I say, you know what? I say, obedience is better than sacrifice. So I say, let me get my car and go. And honestly, guys, I don't think there was anything like, like, I don't think there was anything out of the ordinary that I don't know in this moment is what I'm saying. I don't know what, like what happened or why I had to go there. But what I do know is number one, I felt like I was able to really, I was able to really like understand what I was doing, think more, spend some time with God. I was able to help somebody do something really quick. So it's like, you don't know why you are being led to do that certain thing, but you have to do it. Sometimes it literally might just be to teach you patience literally that might be it god might be like walk that long walk down that long 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 hallway because literally you need to understand patience you need to take a breath you've been going too fast you've been running too fast and i need you to take a moment i don't like i said i don't know what it is but you may never know but i think it is not our job to know it all it is our job to follow instructions but also to prepare by understanding the character of god like abraham did um, like I said, I mentioned this, I'm going to repeat it though, but Abraham was obedient. I said that earlier, how he, he did what he needed to do. And he was taking his son up the mountain and he was like, the Lord will provide for this situation, but he was obedient. He didn't say, man, uh, that's kind of sketch. Let's run away and hide, you know? Cause a lot of times we like to run and hide from God when we are given instructions. We're like, that's, that's not the truth. That can't be for, you know what I mean? We like, that can't be right. That can't be right. But Abraham walked into what he needed to do. He was obedient and he was willing to do whatever it took that God put on his plate. And I think that is the, the, that we need to know. So a lot of times I feel like in these situations, let's bring it back to like us, something you might be going through. A lot of times we believe like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know where, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was financial situations or maybe you might not have a place to live, but 
you have to understand that if God told you to give somebody $5, I don't know what it is, but if God told you to do something, and like I said, it seems, it might seem insane because you might be like, God, this is literally the last thing I have. You have to understand that provision is coming because he is the provider, okay? Matthew, let me go to Matthew um, 6. I'm hopping all over the place. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, let me, okay. Okay, let me talk about this first. But I also I just want to read this to you. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, and it is said to this day in the mount in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham from heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine own that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars in heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. Like understand that how much power is in that. Because like I said, Abraham already knew the promise God has given him. He understood the character of God. He he spoke in faith. He was obedient. We have to understand that our present situation is not our outcome. It's not who we are. It's not our end goal. It's not our purpose. It is our present situation. And a lot of times people like to sit in their present situation. We love to sulk in our present situation. And we like to let our present situation become who people knows us for. Let me, let me, let me, I, I hope that, I hope this reaches the correct as father. Please let this reach the correct people. But if you were meant to be somebody powerful and dynamic, which I think we all are, I need you to act like somebody powerful and dynamic, which you are. When people see you, I want them just to say power and dynamicness tripping from you. If you keep telling people about your sad, sulky stories all the time, sister girl, they're going to begin to see you for that sad, sulky time all the time. What I want you to do or what I want people to understand is that sometimes just be quiet about your, your situation. Do not go over there and chatter, chatter, chatter about everything bad that is going on in your life and spreading that. And people begin to see you. They know you're coming with darkness. They know you're coming with miserableness. They know you. No. When you go out there, just be like, man, God is good. You know, I made it through the week. No, no complaints, blah, 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 blah. Now, we do have community to fellowship with and people to pray for. So you can go to people and be like, hey, can you pray for me? I'm going through this. But end it there. Hey, can you pray for me? I'm going through this. If you need to confide in someone, that's different. I'm not saying that. But just understand that when you, with the things that are on your lips, that you need to speak joy, you need to speak life, you need to speak hope, okay? Your present situation is not who you are, okay? I am, a, speak life like I am a happy woman. I am found joy. I am free from sin. I have had my breakthrough. I'm, if you're presently waiting on a breakthrough, man, you know, I'm just about to experience breakthrough. Speak the blessings over yourself in situations, man. You know, I'm happy. I'm content. I'm thriving in the seasons. Life is good, you know, because you, even if life is not good, say it. Let your words. I saw something that said um, how the, um, the girl, she was saying like she just spoke life until the world catches up with her lips. So speak life. If someone asks you, I'll say, you know, I'm good. You don't have to. You might just been crying 30 minutes ago, but you know what? Right now you need to say I'm good because guess what? You speaking that life it's going to catch up with you. But if you keep speaking darkness, it's going to catch up with you. So speak faith. Learn from Abraham and speak faith. Speak God's provision over your life. Um, we understand like God, God not only provides for us in this physical world. I know we get caught up in that because I think everyone loves the glitz and the glamour. We love to eat. First of all, let's start this. I think it's just simple like that. Everyone loves to eat. Okay. So I understand like you want to know where your next meals come from. You want to know that you have gas in your car to go where you need to go. You want to know you have a roof and you want those provisions. But at the same time, we have to understand the 
biggest provision of us all is that God sent his son. And John 3, 16, verse 7, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The thing is, what you have to understand is, Life is nothing but a vapor. The Bible tells us that. So the greatest provision, the greatest sacrifice is how God sent his son Jesus to wash us free from sin and provide and provide eternal life for us. And I don't want us just to go past that or brush past that because God is our provider. So I don't care what your life looks like. I don't care what my life looks like. At the end of the day, my end is written. And I will once, one again, like when I, when I pass away or wherever have you after that eternal life, I mean, after life, we get to be free from sin and we get to um, live at peace with our king. And we have to understand that the greatest provision has already been set. And I hope everyone listening to this under the sound of my blood have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And if you have not, I encourage you to find someone in your church or find a present moment. Or, like Even like some of my friends, they've been saved in cars. They've been saved. People have been saved uh, alone with just, because it's just accepting the Lord. It's just accepting Jesus as your King. So I hope if you are not saved, that you find the power, you find it, you find it in yourself or find the time, even now in this present moment to say a quick prayer and accept him as your Lord and Savior because that is the biggest provision that has ever happened in life, in, in, in history, in time. And that will ever happen. Like somebody died on the cross so that you can be redeemed, so that you can be restored, so that you can be saved. And we have to understand that. So Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 26, verse through 34, which I was, which I was going to go through first, but then I was like, oh man, I kind of skipped some scriptures, but let's go with this. But he says, finally, I want to leave you with this. It's just Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble." I encourage you not to worry about tomorrow. Guys, I told y'all this, I told you this, my story. I didn't tell you like the details of it. And I don't think I will ever tell y'all the details of it. Oh, I will just wait for the Holy Spirit to give me the details. But the thing is in life, like I said, you might actually do something crazy and you might be like, but God, we need to do like, God, we really need to do this one over here. I understand that. But he is just waiting for you to be obedient so he can unlock heaven and shower down on you he knows exactly what you need he knows that you're an impulse spender and you keep spending money he knows that you maybe i don't even know i don't think anyone's listening to this but he knows you have a child and your child needs dump, uh, diapers he knows that you need college tuition 
He knows that you don't know where your next meal is coming from. He knows these things about you, okay? He knows that you want a husband. He knows, like, he knows it already. And I think it's just up to us as number one to release it to him. Like I said, be obedient like Abraham, speak in faith like Abraham, understand the character of God like Abraham, and know that we are called to so much more and we will never be our current circumstance. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, and God wants what's best for us. He is ready to shower down on you, but you have to take the first step, okay? You have to be obedient. You have to do these things. You have to do, you have to understand and read and dive into scripture and do all these things and draw net to him. The word says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. But first, before that, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So I encourage you today, understand that Jehovah Jireh is yes, 100%, 1000%, all the numbers percent, your provider. He will provide for you what you need. You will never be your current circumstance. I don't care what you are going through right now. It is not the end because you are still breathing. I hope today after you end this um, this podcast, that you begin to speak life into your situation. You breathe life into your situation. You really understand who you are and whose you are and nothing can ever take that away from you. You know that God is your king. You know that he is your father. You know that he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider, and he will never leave leave you nor forsake you. I hope you submit your life to him. I hope you turn over every circumstance to him. I hope you just remember to be obedient to him, to submit to his will, to understand his sovereignty. And I hope the best is yet to come for you. Thank you so much for listening. You are beautiful. You are kind. You are important. You are gentle. You are all the good things and more. Have the best week. See you next week. Bye.